0: the word of God, Psalm 73, Psalm 73, I'm reading from verse 1 to 3, then I'll read from verse 12 to verse 13, but I would recommend that you read the entire chapter. For you to understand what this psalm is about. Psalm 73, verse 1 to 3. Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well near slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Go down to verse 12. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. By the grace of God, in this second service, I'll be speaking on the subject, why the ungodly prosper? Why is it that the ungodly prosper. Shall we pray? And so heavenly father, thank you for your loving kindness and thank you for the word you are sending to us in this second service. Thank you for the way you spoke in the first service. Thank you for the way you are going to speak in this service. We open our mouth and we pant. We rejoice at that one like one who has found great spoil. Thank you for shedding great light. On why the ungodly people prosper. Thank you for helping us to respond in the way in which we should respond. We extol and glorify you. Because you know your word will have a free course among us. And at the end of the day, the things that we learn will affect our lives. For we shall be doers and not hearers only. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Why the ungodly prosper. I believe without any fear of contradiction that you and I at one time or the other in one place or another have wondered at why the ungodly prosper. Wondering why the ungodly prosper is not a new question. Several Old Testament figures we are just as perplexed as we are Several people in the Old Testament were also perplexed at why ungodly, wicked, unrighteous, and bad people prosper. Prosperity is a good thing that most of us will not think should be associated with those who do evil. And that is why we want to look at it. Why is it that the ungodly as it were prosper? Many people in the Bible ask this same question and we're going to look at when they ask this question and how they ask this question. I mean, you and I at one time or the other have seen ungodly people who live in very good houses. We have seen ungodly people and unrighteous people who seem to be enjoying the things that this life has to offer while you as a child of God, who has been a Christian for 10, 20, 25 years, still seems to be finding difficult To make ends meet. Does it mean that righteousness does not pay? Does it mean that wickedness. Pays more than righteousness? Why is it therefore. That God looks on. And allow. The ungodly people to prosper. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 12 verse 1. Jeremiah asks the question. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are those happy. Who deal treacherously. Jeremiah was perplexed. Why? Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do they prosper in their ways who are wicked? Jeremiah also could not provide an answer. I want us to look at the book of Job. How perplexed Job was about why the wicked prosper. We are going to read from Job 21. From verse 7 to verse 13. You remember, verse 1 says, But Job answered and said, so verse 7, Wherefore do the wicked live, become old, yea, are mighty in power. Their seed is established in their sight with them, and their offspring before their eyes. Their houses are saved from fear, neither is the Lord of God upon them. Their bull gendereth, and faileth not. Their cow, have it and casted not the high calf, they send forth their little ones like a flock, and their children dance. They take the timbrel and harp and rejoice at the sound of the organ. They spend their days in wealth and in a moment go down to the grave. Now, Job was asking the same question Why is it as it were that the ungodly people prosper? Let's go to Job chapter 12 i read verse 6. It is also in the same vein. This has been a matter of concern to many people. Even under the Old Testament, like we're going to be seeing, it has been a matter of concern. The book of Job, Job was a person who lived several years before Abraham. For you to understand the perspective. So what the book of Job here records was before Abraham. Job existed before Abraham. So it's important for you to have that at the back of your mind. So as far back as before Abraham, the question have been asked. In the book of Job twelve six. 6, it said the tabernacle of robbers prosper. In other words, the tabernacle of robbers should be overthrown. Why does it prosper? And they that provoke God are secure. Into whose hand God bringeth abundance. All of these are questions that people are concerned about. And they are saying the same thing why do the ungodly people prosper one more verse we're going to look at job 9 and let's look at 24 verse 24. the question is still among along the same spirit he said the earth is given into the hand of the wicked the earth is given does not the Bible say the make shall inherit the earth he said the earth is given why is it that the earth is given unto the hand of the wicked he covered the face of the judge if not where and who is he now this question of perplexity have always been there in the book of Psalm 94 verse 3 the question also came up when the psalmist said Lord how long shall the wicked how long shall the wicked triumph you see so the question has always been there you are not the first person to wonder why is it that wicked people live? Their children succeed. Their homes are not overthrown. Everything seems to be working for them. Why does the wicked prosper? In the book of Psalms and Proverbs, we have so many verses that seem to complain about the success of the corrupt and calling upon God for explanation. We just read Psalm 73. Asaph. The Psalms 73 was written by Asaph. He was a musician and singer in the days when King Israel ruled. I mean, King David, as it were, ruled Israel. And he also struggled. He struggled with the question. Psalm 73 verse 3 says, I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So the question has always been there. Why is it that wicked people live long? Why is it that wicked people prosper? What is the source of their prosperity? If prosperity is a godly thing, from whence do they get their own source of prosperity? Is a question I want to answer this morning. And I'm going to explain it to you the way the Bible teaches it. Because the Bible in the final analysis is the answer to any question. You are free to ask God any question because there are answers good biblical answers and that's what I want to try to do. Alright while a whole set of reasons account for this it is it is my attempt here today to look at many answers from scriptures as many as we can get. Why is it that the wicked prosper? Why do the ungodly people prosper? Why is it that this thing that is so important to our lives as Christians it seems to be that it is the wicked that I enjoy in it. Let me quickly go into it so that you can understand. The first reason why ungodly people prosper is that much of the prosperity of the wicked can be attributed to Satan. More than God. Much of the prosperity of the wicked can be attributed to Satan. In other words, most of the prosperity of the wicked is a product of satan's influence and i will explain that one thing that many christians do not know is that the god of this world is not your god and my god the god of this world as it is now is the devil god is running the church the devil is running the world the bible recognizes the devil as the god of this world jesus said it in john 14 verse 30 he says lo i come but the prince of this world has nothing in me the prince of this world is satan when adam sinned in the garden of eden the authority that god gave him which adam was expected and required to use to rule this earth, to rule this world, when he yielded himself to the devil, he handed over the lordship of this world to Satan. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 to 4 says, If the gospel, if the gospel that we preach is hidden, it is hidden to them who are lost, in whom the God of this world. The God of this world have blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious light of the gospel of Christ which is the image of God should shine upon them. So as far as as far as this world is concerned now, the person in charge is Satan. You see, most Christians do not realize that. And so when they see things like The wicked people prospering. They do not know where the source is. Most of that prosperity you see. Is backed by Satan's support. And I'm going to tell you more about this today. As you listen to me. This is what the Bible says. Now let me explain further. You remember. In Matthew chapter 4. Verse 1. In Matthew chapter 4. From verse 1 to 11. The story of how. And the devil came and tempted Jesus. He gave him three temptations. Turn these stones to be bread. Cast yourself down. But there was a temptation that he gave him in verses 8 and 9. I want us to look at that. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. There was a temptation that he gave him. Listen to this. He said in Matthew 4, 8 and 9. Again, the devil taken him up into an exceeding high mountain. And showeth him all the kingdom of the world and the glory of them. The devil now, he showed Jesus all the kingdom of this world and the glory. Listen to what he said. And saith unto him, all these things will I, that is said and give thee, if thou wilt follow down and worship me. Now listen, if what the devil claimed that he had is not true, Jesus will have disputed it. But Jesus did not dispute it because Jesus knew that the devil, now as we are, is the God of this world. So look, I said all this, all this glory, all these riches, all this honor will I give you. So the first thing you need to understand is that the prosperity of the wicked is guaranteed because their God, their father, is the God of this world. That is the first reason why the wicked people prosper. Satanically induced. Now let me say this to you before i came to christ i had several offers to 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 be able to receive help you know prosperity simply means to receive help in the journey of life so that you can be successful i joined the occult in 1973. in 1973 january 26 my father died before then my father had been a protector a guide a socora and a defender but in, 19, in 1973, my father died. Suddenly, it was like I had no covering because I was close to my father. All of my brothers and sisters had left the house, but I decided to stay with my father because I just love his company. I like the way he talks, the story he gives me. And uh, I listen to him a lot. And I really appreciate the opportunity of growing up with someone who could breathe into you and you could receive so much from him. Immediately, he died. It was like the protective cover was no more there. I became bare. So Satan began, I mean, Satan and many people who hated my father, the witches and the wizards and all the people who killed my father, evidently they came at me because they felt I was close and that my father had revealed so many secrets to me about many many things that he was. So they started attacking me. It was that thing that pushed me, as it were, into the occult. When I was in the occult, I received a lot of help and assistance. I will tell you that. My occultic involvement... Receive a lot of assistance. You know, help. The word prosper simply means to get help. Many of the things that I was able to make progress in, you know, the word prosper simply means to, to push everything forward. And so when I joined the occult, the occult helped me a lot. And one of the things that they, all, they offered me was riches. They offered me prosperity. And we went to the places where this prosperity was offered but one way or the other as God will have it because he doesn't want me to sell my soul because you see you don't take anything in the occult for free Satan does not serve free lunch if he gives you 10 he will take 15 if he gives you 20 he will take 30 and most people don't know that but when I, I was offered the opportunity to make money and I rejected it all because some of the things they were asking for I just felt was be too be too much. I went to a place where they do lukudi. I went to the place where you can bring someone and you can do anything. I went to a place where they will cut pieces of your body, and <laughs> uh, the last place I went to that I'm not made of a man who I don't want this kind of man. I don't want this kind of prosperity. I don't want this kind of help anymore. We went to a place and. They told us. They gave me this option. They said this is the option. They said this chicken that you are looking at—that is a whole chicken, live chicken—we are going to keep it away from food and water for about seven days, and then on the last day, that is the seventh day, they will pull all the feathers away from it, and then they will tie an amulet round the neck of the chicken and then you who wants to be prosperous you will take your hand and put it in a, a, a bowl of maize corn you know how big corn is not millet not guinea corn you will bring it out you know these things have been starved for seven days you know how hungry it will be you know how tired it will be you know how weary it will be so you pour it down And then the chicken will be released to come and eat what you have poured down. The number of grains that it leaves will be the number of years you are going to spend after you become rich. I said, what if it eats two? It leaves two or one. They said, what is it? They said, so it's a matter of, it's a danger. I said, so what can I do? The man now taught me another one. He said, what we now do is that you will now go and do another medicine against the chicken. So that when they release it, it will just go there and pick one or two things and go. So immediately the chicken eats whatever it eats and leaves whatever it's going to leave. The chicken on its own without anybody touching it, there will be a bonfire that will have been made. The chicken will just walk into the fire itself and get roasted alive and you're going to eat it. From that day, whatever things you lay your hand on, prospers. I told him. I said, thank you very much. But you see, there are people who have done that. And so they prosper in this world under Satan's influence. For many of you who watch African Magic, you will see what I'm talking about in some of the movies. Now, those things are real. If I have not been there, I will doubt it. But those things are real. They are, they are pictures of things that happen. So the first reason why... The wicked prosper is that the God, the devil of this world is, uh, the God of this world is the devil and those, some of those things you call prosperity are external frivolous operations. The end of it actually is not blessed, but that is prosperity to the people. You see, Baba, oh no Satan influenced. Some of them have money, but they can never give their family members. So they have money; they can never sleep on the same bed with anybody anymore. I remember when I was in Yoko, I got to a point where I could not sleep in the same room with anybody because if you sleep near me and I breathe like this, and my breath touch your body, you become a corpse. So I have to live alone. I had to. I had to. I had to sleep alone under no condition. Even if I were married, then no. You see, to be very rich. But nobody can sleep with them in the same room. They don't want anybody. In fact, of them, will have a whole house where they live. Those are prosperity that is a product of Satan's influence. Let me go on because of time. So that is the first reason why the wicked prosper. Because the devil is the god of this world. And those kind of prosperity are influenced by Satan. Another reason why ungodly people prosper, listen to this, is that is that godly principles work even when ungodly people walk them. Godly principles work even if ungodly people work them. Let me say this to you there are certain godly principles that have been put into this world. The law of sowing and reaping. That is a godly principle. Now, let me go on by saying this. Even while I was in the occult, because I dumbled into Rosicrucianism, I dumbled into Shintoism, I went into a little bit of Hinduism, and I discovered that in all of these principles, they believe in the law of sowing and reaping. In the Hindu religion, there is a law called the law of karma. In Hindu religion, because I studied it, I went into Baha'i, Baha'i faith, Vagvah You know, Vagvah is their book. It's just like their Bible. And I did all of that. I went to Resurrectionism. <laughs> I remember the friend of mine who introduced me to Resurrectionism. He said, when he joined the Resurrectionism movement, Amok, he said, what they did was that they sent him a letter. And when they sent him the letter, when the letter came, they told him to open the letter, close his eyes, and he saw a beast come out of the letter and entered into him. And that is how he became a member of ancient mystical order of the Rosicrucian, Rosicrucian movement. That's what Amok is. Ancient mystical order of Rosicrucian. So, let me say this to you. You see, godly principle are in this world which God has put there. And anybody who operates by that godly principle, even if it's not godly, will reap the harvest. Now, let me go ahead with the law of karma. In the Hindu religion, that's what they call the law of karma. What does this law state? This law states that every action, every action generates a force of energy that returns to us in like kind. Every action generates a force of energy that returns unto us in like kind. That is the same principle as the law of sowing and reaping. Whatsoever a man soweth. He did not say whatsoever a Christian soweth. He said whatsoever a man. Now that is a law that is in nature. I don't have to be born again to take maize and go and plant it and reap. I don't have to be a Christian to take beans to plant it and to reap. I don't have to be uh, a born again tongue talking a pastor of a church for me to take And so it's a law that is already in nature, it's a God, it's a principle of God. Listen to this scripture. Many of us have quoted it before, Genesis 8:22. He said, While the earth remaineth, it didn't say whether it's a righteous state or in an unrighteous state. He didn't say the person may be born again. He said, While the earth remaineth, he said, seed time and harvest will not cease. Irrespective of who sowed the seed, he will experience the harvest. Now he also says cold and heat. It is not been a Christian that makes you determine whether it's cold or heat hot. Cold and heat is already there in nature. Then he says, Summer and winter. You don't know, it have it's not been a Christian that makes you experience summer or experience winter. It is a principle, it's already in nature. So whatsoever a man Regardless of his closeness to God, or his not closeness to God, whatsoever a man soweth, thou shalt he reap. That is the second reason why ungodly people prosper. If ungodly people do what the Bible says, they will reap the result, not because they are godly or ungodly, but because that is a principle of God that is already in nature. And that is why they prosper. That is why they prosper. There are very prosperous farmers. There are very many prosperous politicians. There are very, very prosperous homes and family and businesses. Why? Because they are operating the law of sowing and reaping heat and cold. They are operating another law. That is the second reason why they prosper. When I was in the University of Ibadan, I was deeply in occultism, but I was also into... Marxist socialism. I, at times, I almost argue that God does not exist. You know, but even among atheists and people who are new age, they believe that what you give is what you get. Now, that's a law in nature. It is not, you won't call it see, and harvest because they don't use those terminologies. They will tell you, look, you don't have to, what you do to people is what others will do to you. Now, that's the law of karma. That's the law of sowing and reaping. That is the law that God has put in nature. So as long as the earth remains, there are certain laws that are already there. And anybody who operates those laws, will get the result. So if a wicked man sows, he gets. If a righteous man sows, he gets. If a, rich man, if a, if a wicked man gives to others, others will give to him because it's already a law that is there in nature. If an atheist Releases a thousand naira. I mean, he doesn't need to pray because he has sown, he will reap because that's already a law that is in nature. So, he shouldn't be as amazed when the he thinks the ungodly experience financial and other successes because they'll be utilizing scriptural principles. Many ungodly people are successful people. I have met over the years, I remember a man. Whom I was talking to. A man who does not know Christ. He's not born again. This man told me that I should open my Bible. So I opened. He said open to Ephesians 6.8. So I opened Ephesians 6.8. And you know what Ephesians 6.8 says? He said whatsoever good. Any man. does, The same shall he receive of the Lord. Whether he be born or free. This is a man who does not know Christ. He said whatsoever good. Any man. Any man simply means. Whether you go to church or not, whether you answer a call or not, any man do. He say he will receive from God. Whether he is born or free, whether he is saved or not saved, whether he's in or out. So that's the second reason why ungodly people, ungodly people prosper in life. I want you to listen to me very carefully. You see, you may be wondering, but I am telling you that even many unbelievers put the laws of God to work more than those of us who are believers. And so they reap the benefit of God's law, which is in nature that many believers don't reap. Do you know that many times, even those who are not Christians, they are more giving, they are more open-handed because they know that there is no way you give that they will not give back to you. It's a law already in nature. For as long as they are three minutes, that law will not fail. No matter what country you go to, no matter who you are, even if you are the most wicked person when you saw, you rip. Even if you are the best person when you saw, you rip. If you are the most ignorant person when you saw, you rip. So let us have that at the back of our mind. That is the second reason why, listen to this, unbel- ungodly people prosper. Number three, I'm getting this out. Another reason why the ungodly prosper actually is that their prosperity is for our benefit. I will teach on this one during the year in a detailed way. The prosperity of the weekend. They need to prosper for our benefit. And I'm going to show you two verses. They need to prosper for our benefit. You see, let me say this to you. When ungodly people are making the money, they are making the money for us. I will show you this in the Bible in a minute. And you'll be surprised. So this is in the word of God, of course. It's in the word of God. Now the scripture we are going to use. Is Proverbs 13, 22. Listen to what it says. A good man, that is you and I, righteous, just, loving God, a good man liveth an inheritance for his children's children. But it now says, the wealth of the sinner, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Can you imagine that? Which simply means that God wants the wicked to prosper, do all you can, can all you get sit on the can, it is for my people. So I will explain that in a way that you will understand. But the point is this a good man for the righteous, a good man liver than the haters. But you see, the Bible already says that the seed of evil doers will not be renowned. One way you will know is this when a wicked man dies. He does not successfully and properly pass his wealth to his seed or his seed seed. Because his seed and his seed seed will always be scattered. The Bible says that. I preached that so many years ago. Sin, uh, your sins will find you out. Uh, So many of that on the Sin series. Beautiful messages. The sin of false witnessing. The sin of gossiping. The sin of idolatry and so on and so forth. The whole series you can get it. Now, so, the third reason why they prosper is because of me. And I'm going to, he said, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. One translation says, the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. Another one says, the wealth of the sinner is stored up for upright man. God said, this is my plan. Let them gather it. They are gathering it because of you. They are putting it together because of you. I get that testimony here, I think, last week. Where a very rich man became sick. Haven't I don't ever remember I said that last week? Okay. And how one or two words of prayer, and the man has been sending me thousands and thousands of dollars since then, till tomorrow. All I need to do is say, hello, sir. I say, ah, oh, and the thing will flow. <laughs> so, what, the man has been gathering the thing, and all I just do is collect So, whatever he has been gathered is for my benefit. You see, when the sinner is working so hard, have it at the back of your mind that, oh, go ahead and prosper. You're working for me. You are working for me. I remember the man in this town so many years ago. He became very sick. I mean, the King James will remember this if he was in this service. The man became so sick, and a member of our church was a doctor. The man had tried several doctors, several doctors, several doctors. So, this member of our church who was a doctor was called to come and treat him. He looked at him and he said, he said, nothing is wrong with you. The man said, no, no, you better treat me. So, you know what the man did? He gave him water, injection. The next day he called him and said, that injection yesterday worked. I don't want any doctor to come to me again you are going to be my doctor. So whenever the doctor, he invites the doctor, his water injection gives him. And he gets paid handsomely, 50,000, 100,000 for giving the man injection of water. The man said, ah, even if I'm selling water, that is all. No matter what no, only you. Because most of the man's sicknesses were phantom sicknesses. They don't exist. But God gave this man wisdom to be injecting with water. He say because he knows they have possible. I'm telling you. And the man came to me one day, he said, I should follow him. So we went there. Ah, very rich man in this town. If I call his name. Some of you will remember. I think he's no longer around now. But it was water throughout. So the wife man came one day and said, have And then he called him Ephemina. Oh, yeah, what? Another set of water, I'm telling you, and he kept giving them water, 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 and he made so much money. Now, the wealth of the wicked is laid up, it's laid up. I'm coming, let me, let me, let me explain this further here. So, let's go out here. He said, The wealth of the sinner, we go to the righteous. This is God speaking. He said, We go to the righteous. What means the sinner doesn't have control over this thing? Get it. Of the reason why you are prosperous because it belongs to my people. It's for my benefit. Another one says, all ill-gotten wealth ends up with good people. Another one says, sinner's wealth is stored up for those who do right. Another one says, the substance of the sinner is kept for the just. But the one I want us to read, open to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. And we're going to read verse 26. Now these are things in the Word of God. These are not things that are coming, but these are explanations. Why does the wicked prosper? Look at this verse, verse twenty-six. He said, "For God give that to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy." Say, but to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. He said, He has given them to God. Just go and get. Let me read some translation. You will enjoy this. He said to the sinner, He giveth travail to gather and to hip up that He may give to Him that pleaseth God. The sinner is busy gathering. And God said, oh, If you finish, let me know. <laughs> He'll just, I'll give it to my people. I'm going to teach you about the principles of wealth transfer. It's a Bible principle. You are going to see how wealth was transferred in the Bible. You know, Abraham was broke by the time he went to King Ahimelech. By the time he left, that was in Genesis 12. By the time he left in Genesis 13, verse 2, the Bible said Abraham was very rich. Now, what happened? The wealth of Ahimelech was transferred to him. How? We will learn that when we get there. I will teach you that the principle of wealth transfer. God says, I will give it to you. It's going to belong to you. It's not going to, they will gather it, but they will gather it for you. That's why when I see people who I say, good. it's working for me. That's good. Go and walk. Go and walk. They're there in the office, scratching their head. Only one sickness. You lay hands on them, they are healed instantly. Ah! Before you know it, you discover that money is just coming. Money is just coming from every direction. One translation says, to the sinner, he giveth the work of getting goods together and storing up wealth to give to him in whom God has pleasure. The sinner has a job. You know what his job is? To gather. And we have a job. You know what our job is? To spend. It's a good job. The sinner, we go to work from morning till night. At the end of the day, he said, A good man, a righteous man, liveth an inheritance. But the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. One translation of the last scripture says, God giveth the task of hoarding and accumulating, but only so as to give it all to those who do please God. Another one says to the sinner, he gave it the task of collecting and accumulating things to live to him who is good from God's viewpoint. Another one says he gives sinners work, earnings, and saving, so that what they get can be given to those who please God. Ladies and gentlemen, the wealth of the wicked is laid for the righteous. And that is why they prosper. Their prosperity is important because their prosperity is part of our inheritance. And so when they prosper, it is not something that does not affect us. It affects us positively because according to the word of God, God will give us ideas and insight in such a way that we will lay hands on those things and we we'll begin to enjoy them. You need to understand this as the principle of God's word. Now, do you remember when the, when the rich fool died? What did God say to him? He said, what you have laid in his store, what you are laying up, will be given to whom it is provided. Did the rich man's children inherit those things? No. I'm going to show you in the Bible, where people who are rich, died, and had no sons to inherit them before they died all their sons were dead and so there was nobody to inherit them i know a man in offer rich man prominent man great man prosperous man in the days when this man's prosperity was there whenever he's going to the mosque to pray a whole group of about 120 people will follow him We drank. he's going to the mosque so go and pray people will be something like this in front of him by the time the man died half of his children had run mad nothing to inherit the wealth of the is a good man a just man lived an inheritance for his children's children because the wealth of the righteous is generational wealth but the wealth of the wicked is cursed And so why does he prosper? So that you and I can have something to enjoy. That is why you see some wicked people when they die. They leave their inheritance to dog. cats. I'm telling you. A woman recently died. All the children were dead by the time she died. She refused to die. Death has forgotten her. She was 92 by the time she died. The only thing that did not die was a cat. Because all the children are dead. She had to will 9.5 million dollars to a cat. Now, what can a cat do? You know, that money will find a way to help the orphans. Eventually. Because the cat, all you need to do is kill the cat. (laughs) I remember the story of a man. I remember the story of a man who they say was very rich. He had one servant and he had one son. So, by the time he was going to write his will, he said to the servant, he said to the son, he said, my son, all you have to choose is choose one thing. And my servant will take the remaining. Okay? And the son went around and consulted. When the son came back, you know what the son did? He chose the servant. Shake it down. Wisdom is profitable to inheritance. Wisdom is profitable to direct. So what am I saying? So the wealth of the wicked is up for the righteous. That is why they prosper. When they prosper, they are prospering for you. It is for your benefit. Don't bother yourself. The great wealth transfer is something that is operational and has been operational in the Word of God. And I'm going to show you when we get there how this wealth transfer operates, the principle by which you can get into it. Number four another reason why the ungodly people prosper is an insight that, that Jesus gave in Luke 16, verse 8. And Jesus said in Luke 16 verse 8, he said the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Now one thing about wicked people is that they do not have scruples as to how to get anything. No scruples. I know a man one day who had discussed him. He was a member of this church, but you see when he said that, I knew that the man probably was not born again. He said, listen to me. You see, if I know a place where they are doing money, they are doing medicine for money, and they say I should go and bring my mother, he said, I will go and bring her. Now that is what wicked people do. That is why they prosper. They have no scruples. They are ready to give their wives. I know someone who took the mother to the house where he had consulted Babalawo that he wanted them to put uh, whatever they put on the mother's head. The mother who brought her up, she said, Because all the other sons and daughters are dead, and only she and her, and he is poor. So, what was she looking for? What was she looking for? Now, that is what wicked people are ready to do. They are ready to go to any length. I remember the extent to which some people went in those days to be rich, even for two, three years. I just told you there was a man. What, 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 when the chicken. Came and ate. He left only two. Ah! The man rushed after the chicken. oh, oh the boss do not again. Ah! <laughs> but eventually, he became sick and he died. Now, that's wicked people for you. No scruples. There is nothing that is not doable. There is no place that is beyond boundaries. There is no job that cannot be done. If there is money on the head of Satan like this. A wicked man, we call it. and that is why they prosper. They have no scruples. Eh, they should not work with Guinness. Eh, they should not work in tobacco company. Kill on die. Owo The wicked prosper, succeed because they are diligent at wickedness. They will kill their own wives. They will kill their own sister. They will kill the son that is living them. The children of this world who are harm robbers. Whatever they do, they do with great determination. Uh, you know, it's a Christian that will say, let me pray about it. He doesn't need to pray. i their law. And remember when you're York, they wake you up two o'clock. They will tell you, go to the cemetery. I've been to so many cemeteries in this town go to cemetery so and so somebody was buried there at 2 p.m. if you enter this where the person is remove the head remove the shoulder remove the spleen remove the, and take it to so and so place in the jungle tonight you don't even think hey, what we? you don't think you are not allowed to think you are given instruction no piece of advice That is why they, you see, nothing is beyond them. Never put anything beyond, beyond the children of this world. No scruples. They can do anything, go to any extent. Pay anybody, do whatever. They are determined. You see, if only we Christians can be a little bit more resilient, we'll be more prosperous. You see, that's why the Bible encourages us be diligent. You don't encourage the children. They are already seriously. Ah. I did that so many times. Two o'clock, one o'clock, three o'clock. We will trek from the cemetery near Amileke. We'll trek to new River because there's a meeting and they need so and so. And it must be there before. Ah, if they get there before you, you could. You could. You could. You, could die. you it's not, uh, I went to look for it. I did not find it. Ah, die there. There's nothing like you can't find it. No excuses. Satan does not take excuses. You just have to do it. You just have to give the result. You just have to show up there. Yeah, I didn't see. You didn't see what? Die there. But you know, Christian said, ah, well, um, but the Lord walketh in mysterious. We give up too soon. We throw in the tower too easily. We allow defeat when we should not. That's why the Bible said, Haven't done all to stand. It is it is the Christian they advise like that. You don't you don't advise an unbeliever like that? Haven't done all to stand. He will die there. you will go. If an unbeliever comes to collect his money from you, he will first of all stay like Zeti before he comes. You I've seen it before. You have to look for the money. Ah, What are you playing with? And that's why they prosper. That's why that is You see, their sheer determination and doggedness is the spirit that ensures that the devil helps them on the way to success in life. There's nothing like you can't find it. It's not possible. There's nothing like that. I was on a particular mission in Ilife. You see, there's a hole. I hope you are not scared of me, but it's that so many years ago. That. That's 34 years ago. There is a hole in the It's a hole in the ground like this. If you go there, say something, 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 and call somebody's name, and the person answers you. Wherever the person is, whether it's in India, China. You know, some people are foolish. They say, In the realm of the spirit, there's no distance you see my, my <laughs> as I you now you see you can't hide in the realm of the spirit it's the same thing I can live here and be in France in two seconds and you are ready from which that's what I mean you are only police he can go he doesn't have to have a seat he doesn't have to a seat. he doesn't have to be comfortable I remember when I was flying for the first time. I've given this testimony here before. I was flying for the first time. That delay, Lefe road. Let me tell you something that happened in Lefe. <laughs> I was there. Not that they told me. This man came to call the name of someone who was stronger than him. When he called the man. Instead of the man answering, It was him who descended into the hole. I saw it like this. Not that they told me. Body. lay That's all. That is the level the ungodly people go to. If you see what people do in the name of wickedness, you do, you, won't, you won't comprehend. You won't imagine that a human being can do that. Let me tell you. There was a man. There is... Don't let me tell you the place. But <laughs> you branch. The house where the man who does the medicine lives does not have doors, does not have windows. It only has something that... You can only crawl on your chest. I've given this testimony before. You can only crawl on your chest to enter into the place. So the day we went there, come and see a very dirty man. So we crawled. No window, no door. The man was the only really one sitting there. So I asked, I said, "Why is there no hole? Why is there no door? Why do we have to crawl?" He said, "The reason I have want you to crawl is, you came crawling on your chest to me." If I do it for you and our agreement fails from your end, that's how you're going to be crying like around like a lizard all the days of your life, but they... Because of the price people pay, they go to any extent. that is why they get what they want. They succeed at what they want. My dogged desire as a Christian was influenced by my background in the occult world. In the realm of the spirit, principles are the same. The same way that I reached out to the devil, is the same way that I reached out to God when I got saved. You see, you can't serve the devil the way I serve the devil and not serve God in a better way. It's easier to serve God than serve the devil. It's easier, very easy. You see, when you serve the devil, it's per second. Anytime, every time. There is nothing like, let me go and pray. Oh, uh, pray. If you say you want to marry a woman, it's, oh, that's the kind of life. And that is why you see that whatever they do, they get it over with. It may not be because God's power is helping them. the devil does but the spirit jesus said it he said the children of this generation are in that generation wiser actually he said more determined diligent committed single-minded the hand of the diligent shall be a rule but the slothful man shall be under tribute when i look at the extent to which people are lazy to read the bible lazy to pray lazy to fast I understand why some people don't prosper even with the sheer effort of the unbeliever. In the sheer effort, of, have you ever been in a place where our unbelievers are praying even their nonsensical prayer? Come down, oh Lord, and manifest. You look at them, you laugh because you think you know, but look at the effort they put into. The, if they can get a little bit of knowledge, you will see that they will turn the world right side up. Number five reason why they godly prosper, listen to this, is that the enemy wants to use it to frustrate you and make you question the fairness of God. The devil has a plan. The power of the devil is to deceive. The power of the devil is to tempt. The power of the devil is to, is to accuse. His tactics is to neutralize you as a Christian. So that you will not be useful for the kingdom of God. And you know something? If you are not careful and you look at the prosperity of the wicked. You begin to think that God is unfair. That even this God we are serving. Kill Jembe. What is the Look at what the servant said. In Psalm 73. Look at what the servant said. Psalm 73 verse 2. He said, "As for me. My feet were almost gone. My steps had well their sleep. You see, when he saw the prosperity of fools, that is the devil's intention. The devil prosper his own people so as to let you feel that the God you are serving is not worth serving, and that he has forgotten you. He does it now let me say this to you there are so many deities in this land that can you can go there and have children they are not really children let me tell you that they are just disembodied spirits in human form they are problem children in latter years their problem will show when you get a child from any other source apart from god children are the heritage of the lord the fruit of the womb is his reward. If you go to one river or one festival or one prophet or one place, what you have gotten is not a child; is a disembodied spirit with human form. Very soon it will show. They may die young. They may die in very unnatural situations. They may die in a public way. They may just bring the whole family to distribute, They may just be from anywhere. So at times the devil camouflage and will show you people who have gone to so and so festival, so and so river, so and so goddess and they have children and you who is coming to church you don't have a child. He wants to, to neutralize you so that you think God does not really care for the people that he serves but it's part of a grand lie. He wants to neutralize you. I remember one brother who had syphilis in this church so many years ago. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed for the civilists to disappear. And the civilists did not go. And I noticed the brother at times when we are in church and we are dancing, I have the life he will be jumping. Suddenly his jumping will reduce. So ask him, say, well, I asked him, I said, I only see you jumping, but after a while you cool down. He said, when I'm jumping like that, God said, yeah, you, you, you're jumping before God. Your civilist is there. Incurable, they're saying God is a healer. Look at, look at that's why I say, I have the love. That's what the devil wants to, he wants to neutralize, he wants to break your confidence, your assurance, and the boldness with which you speak about your God. He wants it to be a thing of the past. That's why he does that. That's why he makes wicked, ungodly people to prosper. Is it us for me. My feet was almost got more backslided. though. If you see a brother backslide or a sister backslide or a family backslide, something discouraged them. They were looking out for something that they didn't get. Don't blame them. All of us are not strong to the same extent. All of us are not strong to the same extent. I remember in those days when we were in UI. In those days in UI, they had four occultic groups, four cults. I was in the 70s we had the Buccaneers. we had the pirates i was a member of kega kega was not a cult then but there was a the head of Aya, and the head of bucania were my friends we live in the same hostel but our own was called hudu h-u-d-u hefty underground devil union <laughs> we did not have clothes we operate incognito nocturnal operation was our way of operation? We specialize in spreading disease in the campus: diarrhea, dysentery, all kind of things. We go to the top of the of the of the of the of the of the of the, uh, the, the, the horse drinking water. We pour poison into it, and people drink and becomes very sick. The sick bay will be full. People say, ah, kill you shall I. Hefty underground devil union. There was a boy who was a who was a head then, he was called Dari. His mind was always thinking evil all the time. Every time he's thinking after every time he's thinking evil, he was so full of evil. Later on, when I read Genesis 63 when they said the mind of the thought of the imagination of men, where evil continues, I say, that's Dari daddy Dari, yeah. Dari yeah. It should be what? As for me, he said Ungodly people are seemingly blessed Far more than you In this way, you'll be discouraged From saying steadfast Ungodly people will pass their exam You won't Ungodly people will go to the hospital And have their baby You will go to the section All is a grand plan That's why the Bible says In everything, give thanks the plan of the devil was more than what he succeeded to do. If it had been possible, it was the whole family wanted to wipe out. So you need to understand. He wanted to come to a place where you say, Is God, is he really there? That is it. That's why it makes your God to prosper. Somebody that you do not expect. I remember one time, one of our sisters, I mean, she waited on God for about eight years. She married as a virgin in her church. But there was this other woman. She committed eight abortions. We are counseling the brother and the sister. So we we'll just asked a normal question. Have you ever committed an abortion before? The man said, never. The man said, excuse me. Say yes. Say how many? Say nine. The brother said, what? What? Both of them wedded the same month. The person who had not done anything, who was a virgin at 32, did not have a child for eight years. The one who aborted nine times gave birth to children and rabbits. About five children. You know why the devil does that? He wants to discourage. It is a battle for your soul. All of these things you are seeing, bling, 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 is a battle for your soul. It's a battle to, to make you stop from being who you are. To make you stop from staying straight and tall with God. The servant said as for me another one says as for me I lost my balance. My feet nearly slipped. Another one said as for me my steps nearly went astray. My steps you know after the counseling with that brother and that sister that brother said I want to see you sir. Monique, is there anything there? I said, there is. He said, why? I said, we are for an environment being Christ. Said, nine, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But you know that when they got married, she got pregnant and had five children. The other one who had never, who was closer to God, who was praying, who was fasting, had none for eight years. And I remember one day she entered my office. And she looked at me like this. He said, is she a God in Israel? I said, yes. He said, please, can you talk to that God? The basis that he uses to give people children. I want to know. I said, I will pray. He said, no, no. Talk, no. After eight years of waiting. I told her, I said, be very careful. The devil wants to use your mouth against God at a point in time in Israel the Israelites were saying in Ezekiel eighteen twenty-nine, they say God your ways are unequal they were accusing God of being partial but you know that's what the devil wants to do he wants to push you and that is why you see the wicked prosper they do not do what you do they don't fast, they don't pray you are fasting now they won't fast they won't like much they will go to the extent of being laid hands on, anointed with oil, or eating only communion. Because they want to pass exam. The night before the exam, they will be drunk. And yet they pass. When I was in university, I was an enigma. People looked at me and say, ah. I remember one SU girl in our class, Elizabeth Baboye. Oh, wala, bye, in your Whenever I want to make a mockery of her, I'll go and be playing with her mask. Dun, 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 dun. He said, You'll be born again. What they I say before then? Dun, 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 dun. Since I got saved, I've not seen her. It's one of those things that I love to see. Her father used to be chief about we a very rich man in the room. And I always tell her, like, What about low by kilo? again? you be a Because I see you in those days in the university. When you see them, you don't need to ask, are you born again? you see it on them. <laughs> Let your life so shine before men. <laughs> they will see your good works. Let me go and tie this up. One translation says, as for me, my steps nearly went astray. Another one says, I had nearly lost confidence. My faith was almost gone. My faith was almost gone gone. That is the kind of challenge you and I have had to live with. Let me go on and end. I just want to give you two more points here. Another reason why the ungodly prosper is that there is a larger market for what they sell. There is a larger market for what the ungodly have to offer. There is a larger market for their wares and what they do for anything for which there is a demand there will be more and more supply if you talk of pornography substance addiction and other things like casino gambling ETC many more people in this world have an appetite and desire for what the godly trade in our product as Christians are not weak And they are not inferior. But we don't have market for them. You don't have market. Prostitution has got a lot of market. Many nations in Europe have legalized prostitution. I went to a church in uh, Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf, I think, yes. The secretary of the church is a prostitute. Two-thirds of the members of that church are prostitutes. And most of them are from Nigeria. The secretary of the church, when I said, what do you do for a living? He said, I'm a commercial sex worker. I said, really? He said, let me show you my ID card. There is a market for prostitution. She now told me, he said, every woman is a prostitute. He said, those people who have boyfriends, whose boyfriend give them phones, who boyfriend give them money. He said, is that a prostitution? He said, it's only because they have not commercialized their own level of oppression. He said, with my prostitution, I have four duplexes in Bini. He said, I have my certificate. They always take certificates for HIV and all these communicable diseases every year. He said, I'm proud of it. He said, two-thirds of all those of us who are here, that's what we do. He said, said, what? He said, there is dignity in labor. Ah. She was trying to convince me to go into prostitution. (laughs) There is market for what the ungodly. That is why they have help. Anything there is market for, we sell. Do you know that nowadays, even in 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 the body of Christ, there is market for... Prophets than teacher. If you see I am a teacher. A teacher. But what Your mother's name is Surajudin. Hey! You are this year. There is market. You see that's why prophets prosper. Everybody has become a prophet. There is market for it. One time I went to a particular church and the pastor said everybody must wait and see the apostle. So the woman came and sat down in front of him. Look at me like this. He said, "What did you call you?" I said, "Apostle." He said, "You are not prophet. You're you to be now?" I "I'm telling you." She just Show me vision. You see. You see, when there is market for your product like synagogue, you sell. When you see vision, you sell. That is why wicked people prosper and people call them men of God. There's market. Don't let me talk. Look, when we were in the occult, clairvoyance is the ability to say and know things supernaturally about people, places, and events. It is, it is a gift of the spirit. Clavoyance is not a gift of the spirit, but clairvoyance is the panda of the gift of the word of knowledge. For everything that you see that is original for, there is counterfeit. Kind Once there is a market for what you sell, oh godly people, they have patronizers. I know ministers who pray for politicians because the, one, one of them told me, he said, I have anointing for politicians to win elections. Say, said, hey, You have anointing. I said, Go ahead and use it. Probably this series I'll be able to teach you why you should not be envious of ungodly people who prosper. Why you should not be envious? They will prosper, of course. I'm giving you the reasons why they do prosper, but you should not bother yourself. Those things that you flash in the pan, they are fluke. They don't last, they will disappear like an old garment, and never more will exist. But this one reason there is a market. And if there's a market for many more people who patronize you. Let me share the history. In those days in the learning how many hotels were here. But you know there are so many hotels now. And even Christians who used to boast in those days that they can have hotel and not sell beer. And we can have hotel and people cannot come there. They have since began to adjust. I know a man that gave his life to Christ under my ministration in Ibadan. He called me one day, he said, sir, I need to ask you to pray to God for, for his sin. I said, you need to pray for the sin you commit? He said, yes, sir. He said, I opened this hotel on Christian values, only soft drink. if you come husband and wife if you come man and woman i will ask you to prove whether you are married or not before i give you room he said but my hotel was empty he said my hotel was empty and people are not patronizing me he said so i decided to add pepper soup and a little bit of small stout. You see that as for me my legs were almost gone the man said there is no day when i sleep the Holy Spirit does not come to flog me <laughs> he said mm. when i saw that, what actually i brought everything i told person i told some people to go and get some girls the man told me himself he said so in my hotel now he said come and see any hotel you go and you see people in your phone you know there's a market for it And that is why they prosper. The price people pay for the prosperity is their soul. Because at the end, when you look at what the Bible has to say about such prosperity, it will not last. Number seven, let me close with this. Another reason why ungodly people prosper is that many ungodly people have natural talents from God. And they have a kind of needless touch, whereby everything they do bring them gain. Ungodly people can prosper because they have gifts. You don't have to be a prayer warrior to be a good footballer. Do you have to be a prayer warrior? At times when people are playing football and they are praying, I do say what are they praying for. Your prayer cannot score a goal. Natural talents. The prosperity of mercy. Is it, is it, is it because he's born again? <coughs> is a uh, Usain Bolt prosperity from, from, from the father he got born again. He has a natural talent. Oh good. And you know something in life? There is nobody who does not have his own natural talent. But we Christians even spiritualize our natural talents. Instead of practicing in those days when Beckham was playing free kick and was a free kick expert in the whole world, you know what Beckham said? Beckham said he used to have a problem with sleep at night. So what he did was that he constructed a football field at the back of his house. When he cannot sleep, he employed some people that will be practicing free kick all through the night. He had a talent and he polished it. Some of us instead of using our talent you are praying now listen to me. Tom will not do what polishing your talent will do. You have your own proper there is nobody that does not have their own proper talent. It could be academic. Your talent could be intelligence. Your talent could be ability. I know a Christian brother there is no door he cannot open. No padlock. No no. I told him I say, instead of going to university, Lord, that's your workshop and be manufacturing something that you. We have gifts, natural talent. Even in the Bible, you see people that were described as having natural talent and they were recognized for the talent as they polished it. Ungodly people have talent and they know they don't have God, so they polish their talent. Recently, they were, going to, they were talking about how much Lionel Messi can cost. They said there are only two, two football teams in the whole world that can buy him. Manchester United and Real Madrid. And it's going to cost 200 million. A human being with bone, like your own bone. You know, at times when I look at those people, that day, one of them was earning, I think, 350,000 pounds a week. Money, uh-uh. and it's just a human being like you. But why did that money come to him? Talent. You need to discover your talent. Stop fasting and prayer. I'm not saying it's not good, but discover what your talent is. I like that program. Britain got talent. American got talent. Nigeria, how many of you have seen wonderful things in that thing it was not prayer that took them there well you see some of those people are what they do it is skill that they know they have and then they polish it you know what you are going to pray to God this year let that thing that you've given me which you gave nobody let it single me out and let it make me rise to the very top it could be a good voice remember israel israel houghton was invited to a particular place and he was charging them two hundred thousand dollars for his band to come and sing (laughs) but you are not israel he has the talent he has developed it ask your neighbor what is your own talent god bless you stand let's bless god thank you father Praise your name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.